Hi everyone, welcome to the Dyson Wood Design Podcast, and here we have Colin. Hello. And myself, Grant, and Joel, the Prince of Darkness Prince. Good evening. <laughs> Hello, oh, with, everyone. With, with voice. <laughs> What's wrong with my voice? <laughs> Is that your special darkness voice? <laughs> <laughs> that's a special darkness voice, yeah. Yeah, it's quite, it's that's quite it. dark. You've had your fill for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I think it went quick. It went quickly from Prince of Darkness <laughs> to uh, Queen of the Desert. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> so uh, you can tell me your excuse now, Grant. Why? Why were you late to the podcast? I a an XCOM-related incident. <laughs> <laughs> what actually happened? Uh, did you I get? S- did I the did actually. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <That'll> learn you. <yeah. laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, uh, Grant, Grant anyway. has been slightly addicted to uh, the new XCOM game. I think I'm actually quite tempted to join you on it, though. I, I was a big fan of the old um, XCOM Enemy Unknown. Played that many, many hours in my youth. Yeah, I think it might be worth even doing an episode because you know what, or doing a wee little review on it because it is it is a miniatures game on on the on the computer. Um, and mm. yeah, I think it's well worth. It. You can see the design's all nice and uh, transparent. Okay, it tells you the percentage oh, of, yeah? the sh- of, hit- of hitting your shots. Yeah, yeah, the the system's all there. Um, cool. It tells you how many actions you've used up. It's it's yeah, it's really pretty sweet. Anyway, uh, okay. shall we maybe start uh, apart from XCOM, uh, t- yeah. telling each other what we've actually. Uh, and the viewers, what we've done before, we move into our our main topic of designing an actual game. Uh, why don't we start for you, Carl? Have you been up to any gaming since we've been uh, since we've been away? Uh, I've done a few things actually. I have. What I've been doing. Uh, I've been. I bought myself a new computer game. I bought um, Civ Revolution on the iPad. Uh, uh-huh. A mere sixty-nine pence. I just couldn't <laughs> resist from my uh, my old school Civ addiction days. Uh, and it's really good, actually. It's it's pr- probably worth talking about that at some point. We have more detail as well because it's the design-wise, it changes the game entirely from the way it used to run, uh, so that it can run on a, a tablet, basically. So it's it's the way they've kind of redesigned it to run on a mobile device. Um, I'm not sure how much I like it, inter- like if I like it as much as the old one because they've simplified it a bit, they've dumbed it down a wee bit. But to be honest, the older Civilization game was a bit. Overcomplicated in some ways, anyway. So I don't know whether that's a bad battery, thing. It? It, yeah, it does a bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does a bit as it is. Do you mean the way it was? I was going to yeah. say the old version. Yeah, that would like yeah. I would destroy you, it. Yeah, it would, melt, it would yeah. melt it in two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's really good. I'm kind of addicted again. Uh, I'm currently playing uh, a Ru- the Russian Isabella and uh, kicking ass against some Chinese guys. <clears> um, so yeah, it's good fun. Uh, what else? There was another game I played. What was that again? I've forgotten now. I was going to mention it, but I've entirely Should forgotten. Oh, sure, well, come back. Move on, you. and I'll, uh, I'll remember. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Go for it. Well, good old Joe. What have you been up to? Um, not much in the way of actual gaming, uh, although I've been involved kind of in the gaming community somewhat. By um, I mentioned last time, James Wallace's Kickstarter for. Oh, Las Vegas, and uh, so I've been in contact with him, and that was that was cool. And I suggested that Hell for Leather could be part of the one of the stretch goals for a Las Vegas. So uh, anyone who backed it, paying with uh, twenty quid or more, would 
get a lot of health leather as well. So they get two tarot-based modern horror games for the price of one. Excellent. Yeah, I remember you kind of announced that uh, last time around, and uh, now it's uh, now it's official. Oh, it's and, and backed as well. And, and, and backed by some margin, yeah. You got uh, 24 grand for it, I think, and it was only originally asking for three. So, yeah, it looks, it looks pretty awesome. And I got, um, as a backer, I got an advanced copy of the, the Fugue rules, which is what he's calling it, which look really interesting. I really like them, actually. They're really... Um, clever way of implementing like it's basically kind of blackjack with tarot cards uh-huh. uh, and um, but it's, it, it seems like it'd work really well for uh, contested conflicts where everyone gets dealt a hand and yeah you gotta try and make 21 or you go bust if you go bust you're out of that conflict um, and yeah I'm quite keen to give that a go yeah that sounds uh, cool yeah. yeah playing pontoon with my with my dad and my brother is a big uh a big feature of our holidays and caravans, so I, I I know the feeling well of that push that push your luck element. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. Just don't go don't go over. Um, and other than that, I've not been doing that much. I've done a bit of a uh, bit of mini painting and I've uh, finished my conversion from a little chaos dwarf warband leader mutant freak. <laughs> <laughs> I've still not modelled a guy with cool. a massive head for my <laughs> warband. Yeah, I've not put a horse on a guy yet. It's a horse head, even. Not quite. It's yet. not as if you don't have horses. <laughs> I know. I've got millions. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've, rem- I've remembered what it was I was playing. I can't forget. I can't believe I forgot as well because I've been quite obsessed with it. Uh, I joined the uh, Tweet RPG uh, oh, run that's going yeah. just now. I saw a couple of tweets about that, and yeah, so that's. Yeah. Yeah, explain how that works then, because I've never really understood it. So. It's well, it, yeah, it took me a little while to get into it and figure it out, especially because the one that's running just now, the campaign that's running, is the second um, sort of episode, if that makes sense. So he's already ran one with this scenario before, um, and this is kind of a, it's called Starbar, Starfall. So um, it's based in a sci-fi setting where. Um, it's kind of battle royale style. They they send kids uh, onto a deserted planet. Oh. Well, not deserted actually, onto a um, a planet that's deemed sort of not quite so uh, popular. So they go on and basically send these kids in mechs uh, to go on and battle it out to see who uh, who wins the tournament. Um, so the first uh, the first episode of Starfall was basically you. Um, as a brand new mech fighter, you get stuck in uh, your Ragnarok um, and basically battle it out with uh, five, no, six other guys, I think. Uh, and the first, uh, the first part of the story ended with you in the sort of in the final getting defeated by one of the other guys, and then uh, the whole planet kind of half exploding with this weird black crystalline substance that came out of a rift. Uh, so basically, the start of this episode was you waking up. Um, in a crater, essentially, where you'd landed on a different... Well, actually, you don't know, I don't know whether... I'm assuming it's a different planet, but uh, you're basically in a crater and I have to figure out what on earth has happened. Um, and it's been really good fun. It's just been it's been cool. It's The way the kind of mechanic is that um, you get... It's sort of 12-hour 12 12 hour ep- uh, sessions. So the guy puts up uh, five or six updates... <clears throat> excuse me, which um, tell a bit of the story. So it's a really short little bit of story that gives you a, a quick little scenario and a choice. Okay. 
and then um, he gives you a vote. So you've got two or three options to choose from. You tweet back at him with your vote uh, based on what you want to do. Give him a little bit of uh, story. Although some people don't seem to do the kind of role-playing stuff. They just give the vote, basically. Um, and then so after... You're kind that, of crowd, crowdsourcing a, a path for one character. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, oh, so once, right, okay. once, that, once that 12 hours is up, he writes back and says, uh, this one, whatever option it was, so you choose to go down the left-hand tunnel, uh, and then you, the next bit of the story is based on that choice. So you're all playing one character? Yeah, correct? exactly. Yeah. Well, see, it, it's kind of funny, though, and I've not entirely figured this out yet, but you're not, you're not really, you're playing the same story, so you're all voting on the story, but everyone has their own character because you can choose whether to have, like, a, an attack-focused mech or to have a defense-focused mech or uh, your hit points and all that kind of stuff. So you've got your own hit points, you've got your own stats. Uh, so the combat you do yourself... Um, and that's the bit I've not quite figured out yet because I, we haven't done any combat yet in this uh, in this run of it. So I'm not entirely sure how the combat works, but I'll, I can report back on that in the next episode. Um, but I'm just—it's really cool actually, kind of playing it in that kind of a, a public setting because I'm getting to see what everybody else is writing as their choice of what to do, uh, and then I can put in a little vote and stuff like that. And you, it's just quite—it's quite cool. It's, it's going just fast enough to keep me interested. Um, but not so fast that uh, you can't keep up with it because I've been able to do pretty much every single vote because it's basically 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. So as long as I get my, as long as I have a read, either after eight of an evening and make my vote before I go to bed, and then do another vote after eight in the morning, so sometime in the afternoon, then I can keep up with it. And it's fine. It's it's really cool. Yeah, and it will happen without you as well. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you miss a vote, it just keeps going. Um, but uh, I, I have become a little bit obsessed with it in the last few days. <laughs> I'm kind of getting on there at eight oh one. Yeah. Well, uh, but the, after we get to compulsion, I think the guy who behind it is going to be there. Well, yeah, he is. I, yeah. yeah, he featured. I think he he was featured on uh, the Nearly Enough Dice podcast, wasn't he? So I think he knows those guys. So I kind of I thought he maybe lives around here somewhere. So yeah, it'd be good to have a chat with him. Around here being Scott, oh, well, Edinburgh, I guess. Oh no, I'm in I'm in Edinburgh. Sorry, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, there's a, there's a couple of other things in there as well. Like there's there's sort of uh, uh, quick votes. So sometimes there's a choice that doesn't really need twelve hours to decide, uh, and then basically he puts that out and says quick vote vote on this, and the first person to get back in with a vote gets to choose exactly what happens. Uh, and yeah, there's just there's a few little kind of quirky mechanics in there that. Uh, change it around too so yeah that's good yeah it looks like it's going to run over maybe um going by the last one maybe over a month or so i think uh, so i'll i'll keep you updated as to how it's going but yeah enjoying it so far yes it's really good okay um i suppose i'll uh, update everyone what i've been doing uh, yeah, not not as much as the last last time's bumper episode of of what grant been playing uh but uh at school didn't really take part in the game. I was busy, but the kids played something. What the heck? Oh, they played Monopoly. Okay. Because there's a Monopoly set lying around. <laughs> Although that didn't last very long, uh, as they all remember just how good Monopoly is and yeah. abandoned it after 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it looks like they're going to play another game of um, Eternal Contenders, which is a uh, good for them. Big vote of confidence, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I'll tell them all to buy it. <laughs> um, yeah, be better than Monopoly, I'll put that. 
Cheaper, cheaper than Monopoly, sorry. <laughs> Aye. Good point. Um, and finished off Eternal Contenders, another campaign oh, at the club. Cool. Ah, uh, yeah, I've been reading the uh, your actual play thread and then enjoying that thoroughly. So yeah, I was going to wondering how. Oh, I haven't read it yet. I have to see how it. How it I know. Um, I've actually not um, put. I, I've, I've, I was putting on every day and or every other day at least and, until that last session. I've just not not got my backside round to uh, uh, for filling it in. Yeah, we've got. We've Yes, we've got the final episode uh, to, to to go up of that, and uh, I won. I won. You won. Yeah, <laughs> that is <cool>. cool. <laughs> what was your What was your character's name again? Uh, Doctor Richtenstein, the mad inventor. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yes, who I was describing to the kids, and and uh, first thing one of them said was, "That's like Doctor Freeze off of off of Batman." Oh, really? <laughs> There are some similarities, yeah. And you did, beca <laughs> and you became a supervillain, didn't you? Because you were—it was quite ambivalent to start with, but then yeah. you, you murdered a church full of people. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't my idea that bit, but um, yeah, it worked in the end. It was quite, going quite dark, and he, he he did win in the end. So. Uh, it was actually much more interesting. I had much better ideas in my head of when he lost because I had lots of. Uh, I was expecting to lose, but uh, it was strange because this guy turned up uh, who hadn't been there for a while. Uh, he turns up with uh, much more hope than pain, and uh, couldn't possibly lose in the end. All right. <laughs> I think. I think with most was games, that you the suffragette. Yes. Yeah. Uh, right, yeah. Tabitha Bombard. <laughs> Um, because yes, if 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 he turned up, because um, there was a guy that was playing Tabitha, um, if he turned up earlier on, I would have bullied the heck out of him because he didn't have much pain, whereas I did have a lot, and that allows you to uh, yeah. uh, in-game sort of bully people, which is why you really want to have a, a wee bit of pain at least to sort of discourage people from 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 fighting you. But um, yeah, I had a blast. <laughs> Really good. Yeah. Uh, cool. So the, the 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 steampunk setting was really quite really quite nice. Uh, so how many sessions did it take you? It took with roughly three hour sessions. It was six sessions in total. We had to miss out a lit one of the rounds of combat from the end game, uh, just the way it worked out. Um, but apart from that, six sessions to get to ten renown and do all of the scenes. Uh, Cool. Yeah, so that would be six. There would be eighteen hours total play, and got a whole story in. That's really awesome. good. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to do an upcoming pod podcast um, just focusing on Eternal Contenders and the. You know, I can give the design the feedback, and Grant can exactly. run through the full, yeah, the full ins and outs of the stories, the ups and downs. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Great. and I'm trying. I'm looking desperately for a phone because I wrote down the name of the the game where uh, I've just started at the club uh, because it's in Viking language. <laughs> right. Yggdrasil, which is a, a game about Vikings, uh, uh, which is about as much as I know. There, there's, there's it's historically is quite a lot of historically accurate stuff in it. Uh, apparently, that's a mark of a French game. All right. Keep demanding uh, a horned helmet till the till the gym cries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, that's the first thing I said. 
I know I know about history, but I still want to hold it. Yeah. I will invent one if there is such a thing. But there also, you know, there's magic in it as well, and and I believe there's some monsters hanging around. Uh, I'm playing uh, some sort of healer, uh, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Everyone can fight because we're Vikings. So I'm intrigued. What's your accent like in this one? It could be uh, quite special. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) could be could be doing some uh, awesome. I'll not demonstrate it for you. I'm working. Oh, on that's what I was working on. It. <laughs> Still practicing. Okay, cool. Okay. We'll get it next time. <laughs> yeah, maybe this it's quite a big group actually. Six of us. Uh, it looks quite interesting. It looks relatively streamlined, uh, so it should just should be able to handle it. Uh, but that's the campaign we'll be running through the year in uh, f- like four six week blocks. And we've all got, we've, you know we got we did character gen for six people in. In this, in one session, which is uh, pretty good going, I think for this for for that sort of it's game. A good start. You don't really want that to spill onto the second session, do you? Character gen or third, which has happened before. <laughs> yeah, or get to the point where you actually abandon the game, and never play it because it took too long. After three sessions, you still haven't finished. I'm talking about Burning Empires here, anyway. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> make Rollmaster look streamlined. <laughs> <laughs> Right, let's miss that one out then. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. So I think that's that's our that's our time in gaming uh recently. Uh nice. I've done I've done I was except for no, I've done no painting because I've been playing XCOM instead. I've been doing lots of things. I've been not doing lots of things since the way I should when I've been playing XCOM, but there you go. That's what it is. Right, so cue jingle on for uh, this sec- uh, our main event. Um, yep, our main event of the evening. <laughs> wow, we don't wow, have a jingle, wow. but uh, wow, we'll wow, maybe, wow. maybe find one somewhere. Wow, wow. Is this wow, a wow, wow, podcast? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like, Cam, is it? There you go. Well, that's true, yeah, of course. <laughs> 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 okay, anyway. <laughs> uh, some editing required, I think. <laughs> so yeah, we're designing the game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was cute. I, I thought I maybe had a good place to start. Can I? Try? Yeah, go for it. Uh, mm-hmm. Just going by, just because. Well, scenes were a design podcast, um, and kind of that's well, that's what I do as well as you do, but in a completely different context. Uh, mm-hmm. Looking at like design in terms of actually. Sort of professional design, uh, you always go with the design process, uh, and the main thing is what are the problems we try to solve. So, is it worth trying to think about, like, is that a way, to, a place to start? Like, what what problems there are in the games that we know that we're actually trying to fix? Because what's there's probably no point in us creating a new game unless it improves on something um, that we're doing in the past. That's, that's, a, that's a wee bit. Seems a wee bit negative for me. I wouldn't. Wouldn't we better start with the what? What goal are we trying to achieve? What are we aiming for? But or, if well, yeah. But if we're if we're well, okay. They might be. We, it could be one and the same thing. It is. Like the question I think here is: Are we are we running away from something or running towards something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. We, we can, maybe, it, mind, maybe the main's the glass half full and yours is the glass half. Uh, no, sorry, other way around. Glass half empty. Glass half full. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I, I think I'm you optimistic. Know, you're always looking, <laughs> Colin. Colin, you're always looking for something that is. Well, you're doing. 
Or when yeah, you're designing what, something, what if, yeah. What, what if most, most of your designs are for somebody needs something that they don't have? Yeah. Yeah, uh, no, I, yeah, like I, when you're designing a product or you're designing a website or you're designing a service, it's always to it's always to fix something that, uh, yeah, that somebody needs a problem that someone has, a want that somebody has. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but your goal is to fix that problem. It's to offer them something that solves that problem and actually expands what they can do, their affordances that they have, and all that kind of caper. So, yeah, it's one and the same thing. Yeah, so should we look at the more positive aspect of it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think if we if we start listing all the things we don't like in games and problems, we could be here for a long time. About. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Getting anywhere, but um, <laughs> I think it's good to have like a, a design goal to start with, like what we yeah. what we want out of this game, mm -hmm. uh, what kind of constraints there are going to be, because. You know, the nature of, of doing it other than Google Hangouts kind of brings constraints. Yeah. Yeah. Like you probably don't want anything that's that's too overly fiddly with the mechanics. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Should we have yeah. a go at Vassal as well? well Vassal's a a thing we could get to grips with, and it sounds like that can solve a lot of problems and gives you like a virtual tabletop. Uh, so Vassal's the one with the it's kind of designed for card games, isn't it? There are all sorts. Um, uh, the the solutions look pretty good when pe the modules that people have made for it. Some of them look really good, uh, and you can roll dice. You can pick through a, a bunch of random tokens. You can add in um, little counters, mm. just a, a sort of tracking for tracking numbers. Mm. It's. I don't think it's the most user-friendly thing in terms of making up these mod these these modules. It's yeah. not something that I could sort of look. I tried to spend half an hour here and there this afternoon looking at it. It doesn't look a hundred percent easy, but I'd I'd love to have a sort of a crack at it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think if you <clears throat> see that makes it quite well. That that starts us off looking at something quite complicated, doesn't it? Yeah. So we didn't. We didn't. The horse, isn't it? Really? Yeah. We don't know we what, we're, what we're looking at yet. Yeah, because yeah. we didn't even need that for playing in, um, uh, Dragon vs. Gun. When we did, sorry, um, Hell for Leather. Hell for Leather, yeah. We just did it basically with cards on a table. Although it would have been quite nice to have like a card dealer, to be fair. But that would have been quite simple compared to what Vassal offers, doesn't it? wouldn't it? Yeah, well, you've done that before, oh, um, Colin. You've made a card dealer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I wonder if it, I wonder if you can make that for Vassal or for Google Hangouts. I guess. I think a good one, to, a good one to use might be, because um, we've used years back. We've used what was the card, the CCG engine, I, Lackey. Yeah, I Lackey. Yeah, I, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. Sorry, just jump back there because yeah, what Joe just said as well is putting the cart before the horse. The better we, if we're going to have the design goal, maybe the whatever mechanic. We choose whatever methods we are we're going with. That'll decide what system we're going to actually use to run it, won't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll I'll agree with that. Okay, so where where do we start? Um, so what um, was your design goal, Joe? I remember seeing it. My on, my oh, design goal that I, that I would like, which is something that I've I've kind of always um, I've been thinking about for a while that I'd like to 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 generate and helpful. Ever kind of go some ways towards it, mm -hmm. but it's to have. Um, the goal is that actual play sessions will be entertaining to listen to 
and almost function as fiction, you know, like a radio play yeah. or comedy, which uh -huh. is ideal for a podcast. And so basically with minimal editing, you can kind of put them out as a standalone like radio play, comedy segment. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Something like that, which would mean that there would be it would be pretty mechanics light, mostly free form and lots of improv stuff going on in there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's, yeah. That, yeah, because sorry. If you think sorry, Grant, if you think of our game of um, Hell for Leather, yeah, it's it's um, would it be you could record the uh, the stuff you could record the narrative sections, mess out the card dealing sections, and then because does Hell for I can't remember Hell for Leather yeah. now, uh, the person that wins it, do they get to narrate what happened in that scene anyway? Yeah. So basically, you don't need yeah, to know whether much. they won or lost their card deal because it gets narrated into the next scene anyway, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they cover that in the fiction. Whoever wins the the card draw, or in some cases, whoever gets killed off, gets to say how they die. Yeah. Um, and there was um a while back on one of those other podcasts. Um, uh, what was a bear swarm podcast? Um. It was run by a guy called Rob, Rob Justice who picked up Health Lever at, at Gen Con so this was like a couple of years back and he ran ran a game and then put out two versions of the podcast, one that was like the full version with everything with all the mechanics and then one that was like just had the mechanical bits cut out right. and it did it did work I think I've still, I have to see if I can find it online I'll see if I can find a link for that I think yeah. I've still got it downloaded somewhere and it worked It worked pretty well, it worked like as a as a narrative, as a yeah. little bit of fiction I mean it takes a bit of you have to know what's going on because the, the narrator's voice will change as different people narrating the scenes and things. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's one yeah, difficulty we'll sort of get around is that you know when you're when you're listening, people will put on voices, but if there's three different people playing the one character, that could be confusing for for an audience. So that's something we'd probably want to uh, keep as as consistent voices for each character. Yeah, probably character ownership in terms of yeah, only one person role plays them. Yeah, and the other big inspiration for this is like the old uh, Mighty Boosh radio shows as well, which I listen to, and that's that's brilliant. They're great. And I just think if you could do something, if you could have some sort of mechanics that would like get you just into something like that, which is mostly they were like a series of BBC Three. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why? What? What was the kind of defining factor at them, Joe? Um. It was a lot of a lot of it just sounded like improv, like they were kind of riffing off each other, and they would, you know, because it's it's mainly Noel Fielding and Julian Barrett, the two main guys. So they were, although they had their two main characters, they would also like jump in as lots of other characters, in different scenes and things, and put on slightly different voices and uh, introduce themselves and, uh, you know, have arguments and conflicts and things, um, and and there was things that their characters would always be good at. Would always be able to achieve, but right. then would sometimes put other things that they would be, be useless at, and then, <laughs> and it was all set in a zoo, so they had like a strong setting, and then they'd quite yeah. often get get given almost a mission by Bob Fossil, the crazy zookeeper, the zoo manager, played <laughs> by Rich Fulcher. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it was actually a role-playing game. <laughs> well, it wasn't a role-playing game. <laughs> It was a com comedy play. series, but there was a lot. Yeah, yeah no, a lot but I mean, play, it, it, it sounds exactly like it. Yeah. Sounds like you, with a minimum of tweaking, you could, yeah, you could quite easily adapt the structure and yeah. use it to, uh, yeah, kick off role-playing adventures from. Yeah. So. <laughs> I wonder if that ties in. I I had a couple of design goals 
written down, uh, the first of which was uh, well based around one of the problem. Uh, sorry, well, a goal that's right. positive, but <laughs> based on a problem I always have, and we've talked about before, which is the time uh, factor. So if we can somehow create a game that uh, is quite modular, quite structured in terms of episodes, so. Okay, like yeah. if you manage to get it so that an episode of the game takes between sort of, I don't know, twenty and forty minutes, or even half an hour and an hour, but well, yeah, there's no reason, exactly. yeah, there's no reason that you can't play like two or three episodes in a row, though. So it um, would make it quite easy. Because I mean, I don't know, playing a playing a short role playing session is about rubbish, isn't it? Because you end up just doing one scene. There's no kind of start and there's no resolution. Whereas if it was in episodes where you definitely had a name to con a name to achieve within thirty minutes to an hour, and you actually feel that like you have achieved something or fail, of course, uh, then you can move on to the next one if you want. Or if you can't, then at least you've done something in a short amount of time. I just wonder whether that kind of structure could be built in to make it a lot more flexible in terms of fitting stuff in. Well, that mm. sounds like you want it less flexible. Uh, well, well, I suppose possibly. In terms of you, know, if you want to fit something yeah. into a certain time. Yeah. Did Primetime Adventures do? Is but, it Primetime Adventures? Yeah, Primetime Adventures has like an episodic structure where each uh, session is supposed to be one episode in this uh, imaginary TV series, mm -hmm. and each episode is not too. I don't think it's. I don't think it's that strict on the actual timing, so you could still be playing for. I don't know. Three four hours or something for a session, but each episode like the the focus slightly shifts as each character has their time in the spotlight. Um, that was to be honest, that was one of the things that I, I thought, you know, because I play so infrequently, would make Prime Adventures very difficult. That it's supposed to be like uh, even if you were playing like a six episode show, um, you know, if the first episode one of the characters is going to be. Very marginalised and have very weak, mm. weak. The way it works is they have, they have a lower screen presence, which means they can't really affect the narrative that much. They don't. The, the episode's not really about them, but the payoff is later on. They'll have, they will have their star in episode where they get to do loads of cool stuff. But right. I thought if, if the game didn't last that long, then you know some players are going to lose out. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to turn up for four hours to something where you're not yeah. in this episode, basically. Yeah. There's always those things where you watch something like Deep Space Nine, and yeah, uh, exactly. And you wait for your favourite character. You're like, when's Odo going to be on this? Oh, he's not in this one. Oh, the, but no, they're always no. Yeah. Everyone oh, he's in the background. Yeah, he just puts someone in the jail. Because like, yeah, because they're because they're in the principal cast, they actually have to contractually turn up. As ah, right. For, even even if you can tell they're just there because they have to be. It's like, <laughs> hello, how are you? Says. What's his name? Odo? Yeah. Odo. <laughs> <laughs> and then walks away again. There's never any reason for him to be in that scene because he's not in the episode, but he has to be in the episode. Uh, <laughs> well, see, that's funny because that ties a little bit into another thing I was thinking of in that flexibility. And another one of the problems that we often have is getting people to meet up. How could yeah. you make a game that would be flexible so that you could easily, if you want to play a session but somebody can't turn up, you could basically just write that character out for an episode? Or whatever that session is, mm -hmm. there, yeah. if there was something in the structure of the game, something in the design of the game that lets you do that really easily, that would be quite good as well. I think. Yeah, I think that fits in with the kind of flexible modularity that you're looking at, where it's an episode structure. So you play, like, say, half an hour, forty minutes. That's one episode, and then that's yeah, and it ties in with what I was saying, like, like a radio play. That's the end of that 
that um, segment. Yeah. And then it's another, it's a new episode next time. So yeah. if, if one character's gone off, it's okay. It's just they weren't around for that. Yeah. Yeah, you, might, you, you might address it in the story, you might not even have to. So. Yeah. That kind of structure would probably work quite well for achieving your sort of aim of making it fun to listen to as well, because you don't want to listen to a four hour long session, do you? No. <laughs> but you'd listen to a yeah, like a half hour hour long thing. So Yeah. yeah. Cool, that could work quite well then. Should and to going back to time, uh, would we want and to have a time a literal time mechanic? to bring things to an end within a certain time limit. Because when you talk about time limits uh, for any of the games that I've played, we're not talking about, you're not actually talking about a time limit, you're, you're just talking about a, a limiting factor which will eventually come in. Uh, you know, with, with contenders, it's uh, when you reach that renown. And you can only play for so long before somebody will reach the renown limit, yeah. famous enough for the, for the tournament to happen. Yeah. But what that time is, you don't actually know. Mm. Um, I think is, is yeah. there something that will bring bring about the denouement of the yeah look I, I used a fancy word <laughs> will bring will bring about the denouement of of, of the yeah of the episode <laughs> I mean can we say that at twenty five minutes sudden death is triggered yeah we play against we play against a stop stopwatch I mean something that a GM oh, I'm tying up all the old episodes now um, something the um, evil wizard. He was yeah that that um the GM would usually or will often do is say mm. right that's the end there so let's have something exciting happen now yeah so you could, um, I mean I, I that's uh, yeah that's a good well it's not how I'd been thinking about it I would I had been thinking more along the lines of Joe's games whereby yeah you re you reach a certain level of something and basically that's end game triggered mm -hmm. but that's quite interesting if you had. A thirty-minute time limit, whereby the start of the episode, something is set. This is the peril that is currently uh, confronting the players. Mm. Whether it's like there's a tidal wave on the way, it's going to be here in half an hour, or whether it's something like a bomb's going to go off, or or even whether it's just <clears throat> like there's a uh, the kids' party starts. Yeah, your act booked. Then yeah, totally. Like, Where <laughs> <your part. laughs> exactly. Whether it's serious or whether it's silly, that's yeah. the peril. That's what you've got to beat. Uh, can you achieve that? Within the half hour, uh, I like that. Yeah, I like that idea that the, there is literally a, an alarm set, <laughs> and it goes into some sort of uh, like say sudden death mode or yeah, yeah. Or, the, or, the or climax. Yeah, you can have steps <laughs> along the way of you know within the first three minutes you've got to have your crisis, and if it's not if it, if it's if nobody's described one then then one might has to has to pop up. Yeah, yeah, you if, draw one randomly. Yeah, if you've got two thirds of the way through yeah. the through your episode, then something has to happen where a a plot device must must suddenly appear that will that can fix your that can fix your um episode, um, yeah. and then with two minutes to go, the the final conflict has to have resolved, so that the last two mm. or three minutes can be spent. Tying up loose ends, you know, which happens in a, which you know, it happens in a, in a, in a TV show. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think there could even be some sort of formula for introducing a crisis or plot um, goal early on. Yeah, something just to give it a bit of, of direction. 
or something. Or even like you could have one plot, one that gets resolved, and like they do in The Simpsons, because they always start with like one plot, and then that resolves fairly quickly. But it brings in a bigger plot, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Rest of the well, I mean, you could. Well, would you have it um, randomly generated, or would it be part of the narrative? Would it be part of the improv? Or could you do a bit of both? I think maybe a bit, maybe a bit of of both. But again, I think this is maybe too specific until we've got a bit more idea of what we're what we're looking at. Because we've got yeah. we're, we're in very general terms at the moment. We still yeah. haven't talked about what kind of setting or theme yeah. um, cool. we want for the game. Whether it's going to be you know more light-hearted. Yeah. So I probably I'd probably lean towards that. That's why some of the ideas I threw out. I quite like the idea of like um, you know comedy, evil minions. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, can you explain something. that? There's something about goblins as well that you put in notes. Or should we, should we nail goblins? Yeah, so uh, should we? Uh, are we happy with that? Yeah. I'm, I think that sounds like quite a cool form of a game. You play like evil minions. Evil minions, or the Goblin Union, that's what I thought as well. Like, you're like <laughs> goblin uh, temps or something. You work for the Goblin Union and you get sent out on different jobs. Goblin <laughs> 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 is that what it was? Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> is this a union fighting back against uh, poor treatment of goblins through no, years no, of, of was... neglect and uh, and, uh, and mistreatment? <laughs> no, that's just they just uh, you know ask for slightly better working conditions, like no more than five lashings a day or something. <laughs> 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 you know. Be left with at least three working limbs at the end of the week, isn't like that? <laughs> yeah, that's, so that's, I, I don't know, but yeah, that's the kind of, that's the kind of, that's the kind of setup. But yeah, it's like yeah. a goblin or a yeah, a minion temping agency or something like that. <laughs> I wonder where you would, <clears throat> where would you get the peril in there? Like, where's gonna, what's gonna be there? It, have you ever heard of, of the uh, game I Dark Overlord? Because it's a bit, it's a bit similar to that. Uh, which is fr it's from Fantasy Flight, I think, or Fantasy Flight bought of somewhere else. And it's it's a really fun little card game with a bit of role playing in it, where you do play like goblin minions who've just come back from a botched mission, and you have to explain to the Overlord why you screwed up. All right, okay. <laughs> and uh, it. it and you have cards for like your excuses that you can play, or when you pass the blame on to another goblin. Um, yeah. So there could be an element of that. No, that was a, that's good fun. The game ends when one of the goblins gets taken off to be executed, and the others yeah. all get away with it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that sounds like it could be quite. Uh, it could <clears throat> certainly let us create some good uh, graphics for it if we get get somebody to draw some goblins with <laughs> with union. <laughs> Cards and uh, little ties and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost. I always quite like the, uh, you know, Taskmaster in the Marvel comics as well, where he was like responsible for training the henchmen that then go and work for all the other supervillains. Uh -huh. So something like that. Could there could be like a ta Taskmaster style figure who's running the union or running the, the minion training camp or whatever. <laughs> so say who gets gives you your jobs and sends you out. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> I think from the uh, from the themes that you put up there, Joe, uh, I'd been thinking about a sci-fi one as well, um, along the lines of a really low-tech sci-fi, like your Firefly style, uh, where it's all basically, they've got spaceships, but they're still shooting with six shooters and things like that, and everything basically falls apart and is held together with duct tape. 
But you oh, said I think you'd put it in like there. Battlestar Galactica for most for most of their tech, and and that show is very low tech as well. Yeah, 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 kind of. I. Um, but I know you. Corners a hindrance. It'll be a hindrance that I've never seen an episode of Firefly or the new Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> <laughs> no, just just imagine. Uh, yeah, well. Lex. Oh, I like Lex. Lex is awesome. Lex, what's that? Is that that weird one that was oh, in Channel Five? Brilliant. Yeah, that was brilliant. I love that. It's my favourite sci-fi series ever. It's so weird. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah. No, it's basically just. I suppose it's just uh, people go to space, but and and they manage to build spaceships. But actually, in reality, nobody can really afford a spaceship, so they're all actually still farming with cows and stuff on the uh, on the planets, whereas while well, spaceships fly over the top of them and stuff. It's just a, it's quite a cool setting. But yeah, maybe maybe have to see it. But I did like, I saw you uh, writing from the alien perspective as well, like as a, so, sort of an alien invasion, Set but from a poor little, uh, poor little greys or the... <laughs> yeah. Maybe we could com like, was combine all the ideas together so far. <laughs> so you're playing like, you're playing like, you know, space goblins, Gretchen, Grotz, whatever you want to call them. Right. Yeah. Oppressed. <laughs> oppressed, so you're flying around in these, uh, you know, falling apart. Space hawks, yeah, like old starship vessels things, and yeah, you've been uh, oppressed by the evil space marines. Yeah, marines. <laughs> the evil humans. The evil humans. The... Yeah, space like knights. Space um. knights, cosmic commandos. <laughs> space marines are a stupid term, anyway, isn't it? They're not marine, are they? There's no, marines, there's no water. <laughs> But they're not ships, are they? They're not, yeah, they're not marine, marine ships, are they? They're galactic <laughs> ships. <yeah. laughs> but no, I, I, I think that's, I think it's a good idea to do a kind of light-hearted one, a more comedy. I think that sounds good. Certainly, make it more fun to write. Yeah, yeah. I think if it's going to be like a half-hour episode or something, then yeah, it's probably easier to just go in being a bit a bit daft yeah. than trying to get all serious. We um, can always, uh, once we've got a great system, we can always convert it to serious stuff. Exactly. <laughs> we'll, do, uh, yeah. we'll do like Russian Revolution political armies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Did you so have is it? That what we, I mean, I think we could, we could go on piling too much too much onto this in yes. terms of, and we're, we're, we're looking at this episode yeah. just to kind of Get get the concept, um, get the concept down. So we're looking for light heart. Look for a light heart game. Mm -hmm. Looking for it to be a time. Uh, for a fixed time. Yeah. We're looking for maybe some time time triggers during uh, to break that up as well. Uh, rather than waiting for for some sort of non-time-based or or loosely time-based metric to sort mm -hmm. of click on, yeah, and actual actual events to occur. Yeah, be cool to have a game with some actual urgency, wouldn't it? Like, so you're actually trying to do things quick. That'd yeah, be, go back yeah, to episode one. We, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we talked spoke a lot about that in episode one, which is yeah. one of our best episodes, I'd say. Oh, really? <laughs> you say so yourself. <laughs> if you've got the time, check it out. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. The last one was, yeah, episode one and episode five are my favourites. Uh, so, yeah, and also that we're going to make it Space Goblins. 
<laughs> Space Goblin. As a, de- as a default, what is a default setting, I guess? Yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, because... Or, uh, or is that too complicated to make a goblin? Are there goblins in space who, for some reason, get sent to be minions or sent on missions? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, goblin, goblin, they, yeah the goblins in space, so maybe they've just got yeah, the other bigger orcs bossing them about or, or mm-hmm. someone else, whatever. They are like yeah. the... Yeah, somebody actual mean. lackeys. <laughs> somebody mean, but yeah, because it is it's sci-fi, so they have had time to develop their own Goblin Union then. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> cool. So, uh, mechanics? I've got mechanics down as the next one here. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking we want quite a lot of mostly to be kind of freeform mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and maybe some sort of mechanic for when you want to, to block someone else's action or block their... Maybe some, maybe some sort of some way of having um, someone who is the narrator who gets to wear the Viking hat at that point. You're building a hat into the mechanics. <laughs> I, what, yeah, I was, an it's funny. Hat. It's funny that you wrote down uh, Baron Munchausen in that um, in that yeah. document, Joe, because that's it popped back, it popped into my head this week for the first time since we played that when we were like eighteen or whenever it was, because it was yeah, the, it was just such that's a simple game. game. Yeah, it was fucking great fun. It was just some of the best games I've played. Were like I, I can remember yeah. still some of the stories that we came up with in that game. Was there not a wall of a, a thousand hippos, the, yeah. a thousand yes. dead hippos? Yes. <laughs> That we're built up. We're, we're trying to defend, uh, trying to defend a, a port, and we just yeah, like a wall yeah. of dead hippos. Yeah, and then down <laughs> into down into a sewer of yeah, a fish of some sort. And, oh, I have no idea. But yeah, there was yeah, there was like, some crazy stories. But yeah, it was just so simple but cool. And that what was mm. the what was the mechanic there again? It was you had some counters that you could. Put in to stop. That was just like you just said, Joe, wasn't it? To stop people yeah, doing. Yeah, to stop you to, to Yeah, because everyone was. It was all set similar to uh, I Dark Overlord, and uh, should I also say, Bam Munchausen is uh, by James Wallace, of course, who's just done Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask who actually wrote yeah. that thing. Is it he wrote it too simple? Because you can actually, I know, I think I can remember all the rules. And the, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the but the, the way he's written it is it is one of, it's a, just a joy to read. It's written in the Baron's voice. It's this one of the best written role playing. Yeah. It's my favorite role playing game ever. I think because it's yeah, it's so simple. It is just so awesome. So yeah, we want to tap into to that, and and the yeah, the mechanics are you're telling you're telling your story of how fabulous you were, of like uh, the time that I stole fire from the king of the moon, <laughs> or something like that. And then as you're yeah. telling the story, someone else can um, butt in and say ah, but uh, and and put in either an obstacle and say ah, but uh, I'll wager that uh, Poseidon's chosen the serpent. Um, sn- Stole, the, snatched the fire from your hand, and they 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 had so many coins to bid with, and then you could either like agree with with their um, insertion and take their coins, yeah. or you could try and buy them off and pay and wager more and and just back them aside and say no, no, that didn't happen. Um, so that was you had a limited number of coins that you could spend to, uh, yeah, to try and influence. Yeah. What was in the story? Yeah, yeah. Which is pretty simple. It was only like five coins or so, and then if you ran out, you had to have a duel yeah. to the death. 
all play rock paper scissors if you were a coward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be that'd be a really cool way to run the narrative aspect of it. Um, actually, so talking about coins, I I thought it would be. Have you ever? Are there any RPG games with coins used as the sort of deciding mechanism, like in terms of throwing them as opposed to bidding with them, flipping them? So like the uh, fabulous unpublished game, My God's Bigger Than Your God, (laughs) (laughs) from Prince of Darkness Games, uses coins. (laughs) Oh, really? Does it? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I was just thinking it would be like to keep things very simple and make it really easy and make it quite kind of a tactile game if you just had tons of one and two peas and stuff. Uh, so you'd be rolling like, like you'd be chucking ten, twenty coins, um, and to make it really easy to add to your pile of coins or for people to steal from your pile of coins, like using certain perks or powers or whatever. Um, and then basically your yeah your measure on successes or failures, whether it's heads or tails. Don't know that, yeah. yeah, so it's a, a binary system. Yeah. Um, so because the actual coins, that's going to be pretty hard to do over Hangouts, probably. But you could easily well, just dice yeah. or something, couldn't you? Because then it's odds and evens. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. I'd never really thought. Yeah, because I hadn't thought about the forum. We're playing it over. If we're going to try and do it over Hangouts, coins are a bit useless. But it's I just quite like the idea of picking out a handful of like ten coins and throwing them across the table. And yeah. just I suppose you could just point your webcam at your table, couldn't you? And well, that's true. Yeah. 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 We don't want to be the have that to be happening too much, because we we don't want to be doing loads of checks, uh, because if we, if we are having to turn turn cameras around, point them at desks and things. Yeah. Whereas with with uh, with hell for leather is pretty much the culmination of the scene was yeah. the check. You're you're not doing it. You're not doing that much randomness that often. Mm. Uh, or maybe one card off the top. One, or one card off the top of the deck is quite a good one to do on Hangouts, because you just you just pull it off the top and show everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm I'm pleased with the, the minor conflict system for Health Forever that, that I have, which doesn't come in that often. But that's um, when it's pretty simple. He uses tarot cards, and it's like if there's a conflict between two players, a third uninvolved player. Uh, draws a tarot card and based on the imagery decides which way it goes or if something different happens in the story. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like giving, giving gives one person like GM Fiat just for that one conflict. Um, but there's a random factor in yeah. interpre- interpreting the image. So it's not just a pure refereeing decision where they're going, right, okay, I agree with you. Uh, there's a slight random factor and then they make the refereeing decision and say, okay, it goes that way. And it's yeah. just, it's pretty quick. Yeah. Could you <clears throat> could you make it sort of a, a combination a little bit between Munchausen and Hell for Leather in that you have, for your episode, for your however long we make it, half hour, you have 30 coins. And you can use them for whatever you like. Uh, so there'll be some tests that require you to roll for successes, some tests that... In narratives, you can put them in to stop people doing things. Uh, so there's a few different ways you can use those coins, but it's a totally limited resource that you get a new set every episode. So as mm-hmm. it gets towards the end of the episode, obviously you're running out, and you're kind of it's getting a bit more urgent. It's getting a bit more time's running out, and you're running out of resources. Yeah, would that work at all? I think that'd work. I don't see something like that. But thirty is maybe a bit high. You could use, maybe it might even be better to just use cards. Like everyone has 
say you've got three cards. Everyone's got yeah. three cards. Yeah. You don't know what they are. But you can you can put them forward for you know if you want to block a conflict or bring mm -hmm. something in at a certain point. You can use yeah. that and then you flip it over and you know whoever's got the high card wins or reds as successes or something. We need to like mm -hmm. figure out what what the actual conflicts would would be. Yeah, yeah. And at a very a very basic level, a conflict is just when two people don't agree on what should happen in the narrative. Yeah, yeah. Because if if we're just Im if it's just improving and everyone's happy with all the suggestions everyone else is making and whatever's coming in, then I don't think you don't need to bring in a conflict resolution. Yeah. System. It doesn't mean there won't be conflict in the story, but it just means that everyone might be agreeing with the way it goes. Like. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Say that uh, you know the orc, the orc um, first mate picks up your your goblin and uh, throws him into the, the garbage chute. <laughs> <laughs> you, you might just think that's quite funny and just go, yeah, that's fine, go along with it. Uh, oh, I swim around and I, I, find, uh, I find that taco I was eating last week and finish it off. <laughs> so. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, but in the mind, if you were like, no, I really, I really think I'd be able to slip away. He doesn't grab me. Then, then we have a conflict. Yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. then, you, then you have need some way of resolving that. So. Yeah, 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 definitely. I do, but I, yeah, it, would, it wouldn't really matter if it was coins or cards. But having a limited resource, I think, would be quite yeah, nice. Yeah, it goes with the time limited nature of it as well, yeah. doesn't it? Then like, yeah. if you, you choose whether to save them or whether you want to play them early on, and then once they're gone, they're gone, and then yeah. you just all you've got is pure role play to see yeah. you through. Yeah, so yeah, it's quite nice. Yeah, yeah, and if you've got <clears throat> maybe if you manage to get the or achieve your aim before the end of the episode, before the time is up, you get like extra cards for the next one or something based on how many minutes you beat it by or something. Yeah, maybe maybe like that. Or you could get um, if you're playing the same character, they gain an extra an extra perk or something or a yeah, skill. Yeah. Whereas like yeah. if you know, if something comes up that they has been established that they're good at or they know about yeah. them, then they can they can just do it. They can just yeah, get that's, stuff. Yeah, that's how you level up. How much you beat the time by. <laughs> <laughs> beat the clock. Especially rewarded the clock. last episode. What was that, Grant? We said talk about getting rewarded for basically beating the conflict and get yeah. uh, and get uh, beating the crisis. Pardon me, and mm. getting getting to the end of the episode quicker. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, my disadvantage, Grant. Yeah, I was just thinking, <laughs> honestly, what was just going through my head. <laughs> Fast games, good game, guys. That's what I always say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what you always hear. Who's <laughs> here? Joe, what, what on earth is a hooligan drinking contest, by the way? <laughs> uh, that was a potential conflict resolution mechanic that just came up to me. <laughs> So I thought maybe maybe you could just have a, a hooligan uh, drinking contest as a resolution mechanic if um, you know when you come to a conflict in the game and you don't know what's who's going to win, which way it's going to go, uh -huh. then you actually just have a, have, a, have a drink. Oh, you actually just drink. All right, <laughs> yeah, okay. You just drink. Ah, I see. Well, um, <laughs> is there like the, like... the the ninja drinking game? Yeah, I've, oh, I've never yeah. played that. <laughs> Well, I never will because I'm not play. I don't play <laughs> drinking games anymore. So. I'll pretend to for a while, and then I'll get drunk, and then I stop. <laughs> yeah, and you've already won at that point, haven't you? You've you've won the mm. the joy of drinking. yeah, yeah. 
Well, do you know, if we if we want to play it, if we want to make a game that we actually might play, mm-hmm. then having some kind of drinking mechanic in it is probably a good idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's actually it's funny you mentioned that because I had been thinking about a mechanic whereby you actually just use your own skills. Like, you know, you always roll up like your decks and your strength and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But if you had a a dex test where you actually had to play Operation. <laughs> or plunk, <laughs> but uh, obviously not as long as that. But you know, something something that was actually dexterous. Uh, was, catch it. Yeah. There's always hell for leather. Well, aye, that's true. Yeah, not throw to the be dice. with hell for yeah. leather. Yeah, yeah. But then you'd also have you'd also have strength tests. So you have to hold like a a, a weight out in front of you for as long as you can, or you know. But if it was actually based on your own on your own skills, that could be quite cool. It doesn't really fit in with our fant- with our silly fancy setting, but I don't know, another game sometime. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really fit in with with um, playing online. I don't think on hangout. No. But I think some games no, have tried all. to do that before. But it is, but it really? is, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't know how well they've, they've achieved it. Uh, but yeah, yeah. it's interesting. The fact that you can't recall any of them might yeah. tell you something. Yeah, totally. yeah. never really worked, yeah. <laughs> well, you basically always got to play the same character, don't you? Which is a bit boring. Yeah. <laughs> Playing yourself, what? Yeah, you're yeah. a bit limited. <laughs> might inspire you to go to the gym or something. Well, absolutely. that's actually what it's like in your yeah. practice. <laughs> Yeah. Go and train. <laughs> but yeah. Cool. That's, I think that sounds really interesting though what we've come up with so far. Yeah, I think maybe with lots of, obviously Joe, you'll be usually doing well, this is not something I've ever sort of done done before or or guess yourself call in terms no. of making a game. I I guess this is something Joe you'll usually do. Um well is it something I suppose it's worth asking just now, mm. just just to take us through the process that you usually work with, Joe. Maybe we should have started with this. Is um, is it usually something you just kind of do in isolation, or just yeah. take take some spare time out while you're driving to work, or do you lock yourself in a room to do this? Um, it's, yeah, normally always done in isolation, so it's quite weird. It's quite fun, like talking things through with other people, mm. um, and usually it'll be kind of the 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 concept of the theme comes first, and then the mechanics, or the core mechanics, come soon after afterwards, because they're they're what I focus on. I like it. Uh, I like the game to have, you know, good meaningful mechanics that I that I enjoy. That I see a point, a point to. Um, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really lock myself away. But something that will always be kind of ticking over in the back of my mind. It'll always be like things going round. And then sometimes in in the in the shower or when I'm going to bed or just at work it'll just kind of pop in my head and I'll think oh yeah that that might work for a mechanic and try and scribble it down. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you think of a theme, you think of mechanics. Sometimes you have just uh, one or one or the other sort of floating about in your head, and then you'll sort of put one put one with one with, with the match up with the other. So that um, mechanic would hit would you know hit the button with that for that theme or vice yeah. versa. Yeah, sometimes and quite and when I think back, actually, quite a lot of the games that I've I've done have, have come out of like games design competitions, which where you get a set of constraints, a set of ingredients you have to use or themes or things like that, and that actually really helps because then it just gives you that focus straight away. You cuts it down. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, like cause contenders came out of Ronnie's game design challenge where you had like certain words that you had to use. And I think it was fight and pain. Yeah. So I had to design a game, uh, get the core done within 24 hours, um, with using fight and pain as the theme. That's that's where that came from. Yeah. And if anyone wants to see that uh, that original contest in- entry, then they can have a look at princeofdarknessgames.com to to find that. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why it'd be quite cool to have. I think we mentioned it in one of the previous episodes about having a, like a table, a random word generator table where you roll or yeah. uh, dice or you know um, card or whatever, where you get a couple of random words and it helps you with just a little bit of inspiration for your next scene or for your next improv. Because sometimes yeah. you're lacking that kind of, you know. Sometimes you just need a little bit of, yeah, a little bit of a push to make something. Yeah, up. every time, yeah, you know, everyone can sometimes have that point where your mind goes blank and you just yeah. like, some sort of cue or anything. That's why I think tarot cards are great because, yeah. especially, especially decks that have different images on every card. Yeah. Some some that even have uh, like a theme to each card written on. They're great because then you can just grab a card and work that in somehow, and that gives you. Uh, a lot to go from. So. Yeah, I think it was that. That was where that idea came out, of, wasn't it? Your yeah, your use of that in the Hell for Leather. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah well, <laughs> as as I as I think of it, it's, uh, tarot cards have been used for centuries to make up stories. So why not? <laughs> why, why not? Why not <laughs> cut the crap and actually just use it as a way of t- deliberately telling stories but everybody know every all the parties know it's just a story or is it oh. <laughs> yeah it is yeah it is yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... because yes obviously because that is true <laughs> so <laughs> how, how do we take how do we uh, take us forward then how do we how do we build the next bits of it do you think we should split up split up sections like and actually do a little bit each write a little bit of something maybe make up a few rules uh, and then come back and chat about it on the next one or should we be try to do it all collaboratively I'm not sure I think um, go, I think we need a bit of a going away and thinking about it stage I'd say yeah, I think so. Oh, hello. And um, I think if we're going away to... I think we could all go away and work on different bits. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we should all go away and, and come up with rules. No, 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 I, I meant... Rules. No, no, I, I meant allocate, like, sections, yeah, like, so allocate, one of us does mechanics, one of us does a wee bit of a setting, one of us does uh, whatever else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. cool. Yeah. You can watch yeah. so I didn't catch, catch that, Grant. Yeah, it doesn't. This is um, sorry. I was just saying, Cole, you can draw the pictures. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm counting on that. I want to see you do some comedy goblins. Yeah. Oh, awesome. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. shall we? Uh, shall we try and just do a wee Google Doc and um, write down sections and sort of pick bits for ourselves, like what we want to do. And Sounds good. Chat yeah. about what we've come up with next time round. Yep, yeah, I'm I'm down with that. Yep. Cool. Yeah, I'm quite excited about this. It's quite it sounds really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Could do the working title, couldn't we? What should we give it? Oh yeah, I think we probably should. Oh that's that's creative pressure. On podcast, live on air. <laughs> live on air. Space <laughs> goblins. 
Space Goblins. Space <laughs> Goblin Marines. <laughs> <laughs> goblins. Goblins in Space. Space. Uh, I, I, going by that, I think we should maybe take some time to make up a name. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was quite good. Goblin, goblins in space. <laughs> or uh, cosmic cabals. That could definitely go as a working title. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cosmic cobalds. Cosmic cobalds, okay. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Okay, if um, oh, we haven't put Cthulhu you... in the title, though, damn it! <laughs> Cosmic Cobalts. We haven't put Cthulhu in the title. That like increases your market share by about four hundred percent if you mention oh, really? Cthulhu. Nice. <laughs> Cosmic Cobalts versus Cthulhu. Right? <laughs> yes, actually, yeah. they could be fighting Cthulhu every episode. That's it. <laughs> the recurring bad. Uh, recurring... Actually, yeah, that that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> A Cthulhu could be just like their janitor or something. Cthulhu mop that up. Yeah. It's Cthulhu that old, it's out of copyright now, probably. Yeah, it is. It's better to find like eight, eight gazillion Cthulhu games out there now really? instead of just the one that was licensed to Chaosium. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> cool. Alright, okay. So, Cosmic Kobolds versus Cthulhu, Act 1. <laughs> okay, I think we can awesome. let's let's wrap it up there then. I think I think we can call that a result. Um, nice. So uh, if we like feedback, if you'd like to, people have actually oh, we left got feedback. comments. We got yeah. feedback. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you see it, Joe? Yes. I did. I did. I went to comment. Yes. Yeah, it was yeah. uh, Shaz oh, nice. off, yeah. off of uh, off of uh, Central Belt Pickup Gamers on on Facebook. Oh, really? Cool. Uh, so shout out to him and uh, um, check out uh, Central Belt Pickup Gamers on, uh, on on Facebook. And if you're looking for a game in the Central Belt of Scotland, although I'm not in the Central Belt of Scotland, people from <laughs> still put on there as well. Um, but we'll definitely link to them. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, and. Uh, yeah, he said uh, he's, he's going to pick up on some of the comments he made last time. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah. interested. Mm -hmm. um, what else was I saying? Um, yeah, if anyone else uh, wants to join in the conversation, we'd really like to hear feedback on how you think this game might work uh, because we want to involve involve the listenership as much as we can. Indeed. Yeah, just get cool. in touch. Uh, you get uh, get us on Twitter at GamerColin, at Grant Sensei, and at Joe J Prince. And what are our email addresses, Colin? Oh, uh, I, I decided last time it was too long to read out everyone's names, so it's just podcast at dicingwithdesign dot com. Okay. And I'll forward it. I'll forward it to us all. <laughs> okay. And. Uh, then, <laughs> did you just see somebody walking behind me? Was that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> I think it was an, it was Cthulhu. It was. Yeah, it was. was. <laughs> he popped his head in. He <laughs> <laughs> was just sweeping up outside. He <laughs> was just asking if he wants me to do the bathroom. No, if he, I want him to do the bathroom. <laughs> So yeah, I sorry, podcast at, uh, at DicingWithDesign.com and you can go to the website as well at www.DicingWithDesign.com 
Excellent. Okay, thanks for listening, folks, and we'll see you next time. Cheers. Talk to you later. Bye.